want to take a look here at the global economy and why it matters. Jeffrey Kleintop, Chief Global Investment Strategist, Charles Schwab joins us now. Jeffrey, nice to see you. Glad you're Good able to, to be with us each week. Thank you, Jeffrey. So tell us what's going on here abroad. There's lots of stories. There's China lockdowns. There's European energy stories, a, a crisis to a certain extent. But let's start with what's going on with China and what the impact could be. Well, this is a city, as you know, 21 million people. It uh, accounts for about 1% of China's GDP. There is a lot of manufacturing there. And so there's a potential for supply chain disruptions and, and other consequences. But I think the bark is worse than the bite. And a couple of reasons for that. One is that China's evolving its approach to these lockdowns. They haven't announced how long this is going to be. We all immediately think, uh-oh, this could be months again, like, like the lockdowns in Shanghai earlier this year. They have locked down places for days, for hours sometimes. I'm not saying they're going to lock down a city of 21 million people for hours, but I do think that we need to recalibrate what we think of as a lockdown. This could be much shorter than we're fearing it could be. And we've already heard from some manufacturing businesses that they are, they are bringing back these work in process or work, work uh, in location loops, meaning that People don't go home, they stay at their job. It sounds utterly miserable, but it keeps uh, it keeps uh, things on schedule and you don't see those supply chain disruptions. So again, I think maybe bark worse than a bite here in China, but we don't know yet how long this will last. They're still uh, in just, uh, I think, day two of, uh, of the testing here. And once they get done about four days of testing, they'll have a better sense of that. Yeah, and as you said, um, sometimes these lockdowns can be long or very quick. And so we'll have to wait and see it. And so. That's that for the moment. Another story that has been developing for some time, and that is all about energy prices and how they're peaking and how those in Europe could really be suffering, particularly if their electricity bill is going to be more than what they even make. What happens yeah, there? My my favorite chart this week is kind of my same as my favorite chart of last week, but for a totally different reason. Uh, electricity prices in Europe are now plummeting. They're actually crashing. They're down over 40% from Friday as we look at this winter's contracts. This is a, a, a contract uh, for electricity prices in Europe for January, so the heart of winter of, of this uh, this coming year, 2023. And you can see how it had soared and everyone was focused on this parabolic move and look how rapidly it's come back down. It's, it's almost shocking how quickly it's come down, faster than it went up and one reason is that the EU has announced that it's forming a plan to decouple electricity prices from gas, natural gas prices in the form of a payment that'll be basically a subsidy to power producers. Uh, Germany's electricity generation is only about 15% from natural gas. So if you can decouple electricity from gas prices, it's important to bring prices down overall, making it more stable. For example, prices from other sources of energy nowhere near as high as those from natural gas. Uniper, one of the biggest power producers in Europe, announced in the materials provided to an analyst call, it was about a week ago, that it had sold 90% of its 2023 hydropower generation at just 41 euro, euros per megawatt hour. So nowhere near the 500 you just saw in that chart, or nowhere near the 1,000 we saw uh, late on Friday. All of this is coming together to mean maybe the burden of high energy prices on European customers, both consumers and businesses, may not be as bad as feared. And that's uh, big news this week. That is big news. And so that seems like some great news. I didn't even realize that that decoupling could occur um, in this way. So. 
news to me. That's why I love having you on the show, because this is um, obviously a great development. That being said, here at home, we're watching a very strong dollar and commodities uh, lower, right? We've seen oil lower, gold finish lower, even wheat has come down. Your thoughts on what's going on here at home? Yeah, clearly the market is moving into this recession mindset that uh, maybe we're starting to see perhaps the light at the end of the tunnel for, for Fed and, and other central bank rate hikes, maybe sometime early next year. But in, in the meantime, we're likely to continue to see a deceleration in growth. Of course, today we got the, the, the PMI numbers for, we got the, the preliminary ones, but now we got the final ones in Europe and the US, and they were okay they weren't terrible but they're they're clearly there's some slowing momentum in manufacturing manufacturing the leading indicator of the economy overall so that that weighs a little bit here and of course concerns about how strong the job picture is here in the u.s we're getting kind of a mixed picture as we move through the data this week we got a lot of it this week and well of course that will influence the fed's thinking so all that's gathered together at the same time the european central bank is now looks like the market expects a 75 basis point rate hike that would be a bit of a surprise uh, relative to history, but uh, something they could do. And all of those concerns are, are weighing on the commodity outlook, which is, of course, economically sensitive. Right, without a doubt. And that being said, in the meantime, we're watching the markets here at home, anticipating higher rates, to your point, maybe 75 basis point hike on the next meeting. Um, markets are struggling, right? Five days in a row, we've had losses, weeks in a row. Now we're under some pressure. What do you think is happening here? Well, yeah, I think the market is is assessing the the potential for a recession in earnings. The market had been convinced there was probably going to be an economic recession, but didn't think it would be a bad bad deal for earnings. We're starting to see those numbers begin to come in now, and and you know as we get towards, I guess we've got a couple of weeks here till we get into the pre-announcement season. But there could be some risks here. We know inventory levels are still high for many businesses. Prices are coming down in many ways. Uh, labor costs are still pretty high. So we're going to feel a little bit of a margin squeeze. I think this quarter, and that's a bit of a concern. I've been focused on high dividend paying stocks because cash flow is still pretty good. And those businesses uh, that are paying out high dividends seem to be able to sustain those, I think, through this downturn. And we're seeing those stocks outperform uh, so far the, one, one month into the, uh, or one day into the month. But we're seeing it outperform this month. We saw them outperform last month despite the downdraft. I think that's a place to hide out till we get better visibility on the end of this rate hike cycle. Jeffrey Kleintop, great to see you. Thank you. Thanks Jeffrey for having me, Nicole. Good to see you. Chief Global Investment Strategist at Charles Schwab.